find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Working can be such a drag, but it's a necessary evil. What better way to combat the woes of the working world than to commiserate with your fellow man? I'm Jay. And I'm Kay. And we're the hosts of Fuck My Work Life, a comedy podcast where we share people's stories from the workplace. Whether they're funny, weird, scary, or just plain messed up, they're always entertaining and may leave you thinking you don't have it so bad after all. Available on all major podcast platforms. Give us a listen. Your sanity may just depend on it. What's up, you guys? Hey, what's up, you guys? I'm Catherine. And I'm Haley. And we are Saturdays for the Ghouls. A Potmouth Podcast. How are you, Haley? I'm okay. Are you excited for podcast? No, not really. <laughs> no, no. I don't know. I've been just, my mind's not been here. I've been dealing with a lot of things. And then I had to hurry up and scramble something together. What are we talking about, Haley? It is horror movie week, guys. This one, it's slightly a little different because with everything going on, I was unable to use any brain power to pick a movie. This particular movie has been blowing up on TikTok over the past few months, and it's been on my watch list, just haven't actually watched it. Catherine brought it up, and I was like, oh yeah, we could definitely do that. And it's free on YouTube. But we... What movie are we talking about, guys? We're going to be talking about uh, Hell House LLC. Ooh, I know, I know. Excitement, excitement. If you are on that side of TikTok, it is everywhere. Everyone talks about how great this movie is. It's so scary. It changed our life. <laughs> Over the top shit. Yeah. I don't know if me and Catherine have the same opinion or not. She, from what I know of her, loves found found footage films and that's what this movie is it's a found footage documentary style movie it reminded me a lot of grave encounters honestly yeah Yeah, i i definitely got grave encounters vibes while i was watching it i keep it tight-lipped until the podcast because i don't want to ruin anything or sway anybody else's opinions on movies (laughs) so i keep my opinions to myself until (laughs) podcast we like to say save it for the pod here but yes, Hell House LSC, it came out in uh, technically October 2015. And like I said, it is a found footage film, but it got a North American release in November on November 1st, 2016. It was written and directed by Stephen Cognetti and produced by FBI Films. But yeah, Catherine, may you please do the honors and give me a Catherine synopsis. Gladly. I thought you'd never ask. Okay. Really? It's a big part of the episode. This is what I was born for. Okay. Five or six, I'm pretty sure it's five, five friends have this company and they make haunts in places. They are stationed in New York and they gained access to this abandoned hotel called the Abaddon. They 
go to this place and it's been abandoned. So there's all the props for them. Anyway, they're trying to set up this whole haunted house. You know how like in Halloween you go through a little haunted house thing. So they, they make this little haunted house with all the stuff that was left over from the abandonation of this place. And while they're doing that, they're sleeping in the hotel, the abandoned hotel. How white people can it get? Anyway, and so then weirder <laughs> shit just keeps starting to happen. Someone goes missing, and then that person comes back like eventually, but still doesn't end well for him. And so then I guess it's like 15 deaths and many injuries, and then death, and that's pretty much about it. Okay. They do succeed, though. They do make a little haunt. It doesn't go very well either. It does not. Were you going to give me the IMDb synopsis? Like, I good with just what I was going to give you. <laughs> I was just going to say, Catherine, you got this. Everybody trust Catherine's synopsis. No, it's you good. never trust Catherine's synopsis. Because also we watched this on Monday and it's now Thursday. It's been four days. And then also Damn. I've watched two sequels since then, which confuses me. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very proud of you. So here's IMDb's synopsis. Five years after an unexplained malfunction causes the death of 15 tour goers and staff on the opening night of a Halloween haunted house tour, a documentary crew travels back to the scene of the tragedy to find out what really happened. That's basically Ooh. what I said. Yeah, you had 15 in there. I knew there were 15 deaths. Do you want to know why? Because I watched the two sequels and they wouldn't let you fucking forget it. Oh, I see. They're like 15 people died. I know. When I was like doing my research, I was like, I don't remember them even saying 15 people died. I think they did in the very first part when the it was like the news of what was happening, the news broadcast. They were like, 15 died and many injured. Yeah, I read like a, I read the synopsis, synopsis for the sequels and i was like okay so they're like all connected and whatnot but i will leave that part to you because i didn't watch them okay i'll try to give you like the cliff notes version of the rest of it but honestly you guys just probably watch it like it's yeah they're okay they're really quick movies they're an hour and 30 minutes like they're not that big a deal i mean (laughs) it's not gonna be the worst time you've ever spent watching a movie i'm almost sure of it (laughs) Oh, we're, we are definitely sure this is not the worst movie that you'll ever sit through. Right. <laughs> no, see, here's the thing. For me, I guess when I was watching it, even me watching it, I missed a lot. I like, know. I would literally hear Catherine go, <gasps> and I'd be, like, like, staring at the screen, and I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, Haley, did you see that? And she's, no. And I was like, you gotta pay attention. I don't know what to tell you. Every found footage, you can't just stare at the person that's in the middle of the screen. You have to watch the background and watch other things happening, not just the people. The people in the middle of the screen that are, like, doing the actual thing, they're actually not the horror movie. They like to think that they're the horror movie, but the horror movie is happening behind them, which is the whole premise of found footage and why found footage is so interesting to me, because you have to pay attention, you have to watch the movie. And I'm not saying she wasn't paying attention, I'm just saying that found footage all happens behind them or when they're walking by rooms and like their camera pans into a room and there's just like this like creature standing in the middle of the room yeah (laughs) i think that Haley would do good with another watch through if she was like now that she knows like the i don't think she will i'm not gonna lie but 
I'm saying that now she knows like the premise of the first one. If she did another watch through, she could focus on like other things in the background. And did it. So I want to watch, I want to rewatch the first one. I want to watch the sequels. And then this is a fun fact, I guess we're going to put in the, they're coming out with the fourth one oh, at okay. the end of this month. Really? Cool. It's Hell House LLC Origins, the Carmichael Manor. Oh, okay. And it's it's got the clown guy in it. I bet it does. Like a, <laughs> like, like a lot. I bet it does. He's the scariest part of the movie, honestly. Uh-huh. Is he in the two and three? I think he's not in two and he is in three. Okay. Maybe he is. And- oh, yeah, he is in both of them, but not like a big part. He's not yeah. to the extent of what he was in one, which is he was popping up all over the fucking place. Yeah, that fucking clown guy, bro. He's spoopy. That was like the only... I remember him and then the little girl, which I feel like for me to understand this film, because that, that's the big downer for me is I did not... I watched it, but I wasn't entertained. I Okay, I don't want anyone to think that I'm saying by any means you have to watch all three because... I'm also not saying that the other two are any better, if that's what you're asking. Okay, so if you want to talk about, like, ratings and stuff, like the second one, people called it, like, a well-intentioned misstep. And, like, yeah. the acting was, like, super cringy. And it was, like, just, it was fine. And it had some good spooks, but it wasn't the first one. And the third one... Got a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, like, the quality of the movie goes down. I was looking things up about this movie, and I think that it's because the first one leaves it ambiguous to why or how or what's happening. It's just, like, this fucking crazy shit's happening in this abandoned hotel. And two and three go into trying to explain it and creating a backstory for it, but in the fucking weirdest way possible. I mean, I had a good time. I, it was a 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I had a good time. I don't know how to say it any other way. <laughs> I wouldn't say top-notch, class A, like, movie, but, like, I had a good time. So good I had a good time. time. Yeah. Better than Death Tunnel. Yeah. Yeah. Way better than Death Tunnel. <laughs> I, if you were going to go watch the sequels again, I would watch the first one again and focus on, like, the background and the other things that are happening not just mm-hmm. the like people in the middle of the screen. Yeah. That's probably my downfall is I was like watching the people. I'll have to I'll just have to give it another shot. Like, I mean, it had a good twist. <laughs> I'm just gonna like breeze real quick through like how this movie goes. So sure. very beginning, it's a YouTube video of someone recording as they're in line waiting to go into this haunt. This like haunted house. And then as soon as they get in there, they're about to go down these like stairs and then it just chaos and everyone's running, freaking out, whatever. And then we just get shot to this documentary crew who is trying to cover the tragedy that happened where 15 people died, blah, 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 as we discussed earlier. And the YouTube video that we saw is of that tragedy that happened, but no one knows what happened. It's all been chalked up to some malfunction of a prop. This documentary crew thinks that there's something a little supernatural involved. And they they start out by interviewing people and they get the sole survivor of the incident, which is Sarah. And Sarah's cool. She's chill. 
she comes in for the interview and she brings with some tapes from before and it's of all the events leading up to the big tragedy so now we are viewing these videotapes and that's the majority of the film it's got all the spooks all the we meet all the people the crew everything leading up to them finding this place setting it up they we see the spooks that i unfortunately missed a lot of but they were good and then we see paul get attacked go missing whatever and then alex who's like the main guy that is like the ceo of this company like he's the head honcho he just doesn't want to believe anything doesn't want to close it down this is his baby he doesn't want to get rid of it no matter how much the crew doesn't want to be there when they first get there they do see some satanic like markings on the wall and they think oh it's so cool it's part of the setup already like that part's already done even that's red flag yeah like absolutely not alex didn't do a very good job or the movie didn't do a very good job at explaining why alex had to stay and had to finish the haunt yeah does it in the sequel no not especially like it it tries to explain it even further but essentially it's just financial reasons like he's sunk so much money into getting the abaddon hotel is that he's out of money and the only way to recoup it is to do the haunt that makes sense so we're basically just viewing all the videotapes of the events and then finally the big thing happens where everybody gets attacked by these like spiritual like beings the whatever cloaks (laughs) the guys in cloaks which is definitely like significant of a satanic cult and yeah and then that's where we see the end of the footage technically and we're back with the documentary crew and sarah's i need to take a break this is a little much for me and she like it's like off camera like you don't see her but you that's what she's whispering to the main girl which i think her name's diane or something but she's like the lead of the crew to you should break into the abaddon and see for yourself like what happened at the final moments or whatever because they're still like questioning like how did you escape like how you're the only one alive but what happened to everyone else because their deaths are not on footage so she's like, you should break into the Abaddon and see for yourself. If you have any questions, I'll be in my room at the hotel in room 2C. Cool. They leave. Whatever. Sarah leaves. The documentary crew, except for Mitchell, he stays behind and reviews the rest of the footage. The rest of the crew decides to go to the hotel that Sarah's supposedly staying at. And lo and behold, non-existent does not stay there and they're like oh whatever we'll just go to the abaddon so they go to the abaddon and they see like blood on the floor and it's crazy like oh this is so cool and then diane gets a phone call and it's mitchell but she doesn't pick it up because she's a dumb bitch if she would have answered that phone what she would have known is that mitchell while reviewing the footage he saw the last moments of everyone and basically what we see is everyone getting killed basically and sarah gets attacked and we see sarah is now is actually dead and so we're like oh my god and then now we're back 
with the documentary crew and they go and explore more and they walk upstairs and the first door they see it says 2C on it. Who was staying in 2C, Catherine? Era. Yeah. So they open up 2C and Sarah being creepy as hell with her back to the door and they all live happily ever after. But the thing is, when I was doing my research, it said that Mitchell, which is the guy that was working with the documentary team, yeah. and at the very end of the film, when they, Diane and all of them go to the hotel and they can't find Sarah, then they go back, they go to the Abaddon or whatever, and then the guy's like trying to call her. We as an audience have already seen like the footage that basically Sarah is dead or something happened to her. Right. But in my research, it said that the audience doesn't know yet until they get to the Abaddon and see her in her room. And I was like, that's not, that's not, I don't know who wrote that down, but that's not true. (laughs) Yes. That would have been a bigger plot twist. Anyway, it was a good movie. Definitely. It'd be good to watch with your spooky friends. All the lights off. This is, yeah, this is a good movie to watch in the complete dark with friends or with a buddy and just look at all the places that you can look. Everywhere mm-hmm. there's place, everywhere there's a little bit of light, look at it. Look all over. <laughs> you just gotta you gotta keep your eyes open, especially during the parts that seem like they might be the most scary. There's not like a ton of in-your-face jump scares. Yeah. And I think that's what Haley was missing. Is that she, I think, was maybe expecting more in your face jump scares. Raven Counters, you, we all know that I love that movie, has more things running at it and, yeah, things coming at you, that kind of stuff. But this is way more subtle, but still terrifying yeah. if you let it terrify you. Yeah, so that's true. Would you like me to expand on the franchise? Yes. So you can get a better picture of the whole franchise as a whole? Yes. Okay. I guess you can, like, skip forward if you don't want to be completely spoiled for the whole franchise. We've already spoiled number one for you. But, again, it's really not about the, like, the context of the story. (laughs) Anyway, so the whole premise, and I I sent this to Haley because I read it on the Wikipedia page, is that, like, this, these movies are, like, three acts of a story, and the first movie is act one. And so... Essentially, it moves on and creates a bigger story. I guess that whole thing goes out the window now that there's going to be a fourth one, but the fourth one's a prequel, so it's Origins, which it's the only thing you could have done after three. But uh, I say that to say is that Abaddon, the, the name Abaddon is like the in the, like the Bible or biblical times or in Hebrew is the god of hell or the god of like destruction. And essentially the hotel in the this is like essentially the remain remaining two movies tells you and you learn is that the hotel is a portal to hell even if diane had answered mitchell's call and had found out that sarah was dead she was already in the hotel and once you check in you can never leave anyway so like essentially i'm not gonna go too far too much further into the plots of the other two movies but that's essentially where we go, and it's this Abaddon Hotel is a portal to hell. But when you're when your hotel's name is the Abaddon, I don't know what else you're asking for. Yeah, if that's especially if it means that, what the fuck? Yeah. 
Like when I heard it was the Avedon, I was like, that sounds so familiar. And then I Googled what the Avedon was before I watched the other two. And I was like, oh, that that can't be good. I was like, no so, wonder yeah. the third one's called Lake of Fire. Like, anyway, that's all I have to say about like the remaining plot, which kind of helps understand how and why Sarah's still there and all of that stuff. It does not happen to explain how Sarah got out to talk to the reporters, but... Yeah, like, how did she leave? There's plot holes in every movie. Let's just leave it at that. I think that they said in one of the other movies, like, the reason Sarah came out was to lure some more people back into the mm-hmm. hotel. Because the premise is, is that they're trying to open up the gates of hell here at Abaddon. And so they had to have so many people die there to open up the gates of hell. And then only a only a angel of something can close the gates of hell. Essentially, it's really, again, it's really convoluted. And that's the and the, the reason why I like a fire only got 14%. The story goes on and you really don't need to watch it for the stories, but watch it for some spooks and some giggles. That's great. You'll have a good time, I promise. Okay. Well, thank you, Catherine, for going over the sequels with us. I, be- okay, um, and I barely scratched the surface of the sequels. There's so much more. I didn't ruin any of the sequels for you. Now we're going to jump into some production information that I have. And then we'll jump into ratings and how we feel about the movie. Because <laughs> I think Haley's not entirely sure how I feel about the movie yet. <laughs> Even though I've talked so much about it. Like, she's still not quite... She's Did she like it? She keeps saying it was bad. And then she keeps saying it was okay. No, I think I keep them on their toes. I would say you're probably like mid range. I don't think I don't think you're in like one to three. I don't think it's a four or a five. It might be like a five or like a six or a seven, maybe, because it's like a found footage for you, and that's like your favorite. Okay, so some production information that I have. So in 2011. The producers were they were asked for a script revolving around a haunted attraction gone wrong. I would say they did that. I thought it um, was gonna be McKamey Manor kind of style. I didn't think it was gonna be like it was though. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, enough about that guy. Uh we have a whole episode on that guy. We do. <laughs> yeah, we did do a whole episode on him. A whole episode. Pretty sure it's like episode eight or something. It's yeah, it's like in the there. beginning for sure. Anyways, 2013, so two years later, they locked in the script for the movie. And as early as like 2012, so even before the script was finalized, the director was looking for like filming uh, like this house that they really wanted. So in the original script, they had it happened in... So they were looking for abandoned houses and there was no luck at all trying to find an abandoned house that they really wanted. So they started searching for real haunted attractions. Oh. And so they did find, they ended up finding the haunting at the Waldorf Hotel. Oh. And it does sound very familiar, right? I didn't look it up, but I probably should have. It was called The Haunting at the Waldorf Hotel in Le. Hopefully, I said that right. Le Heighton, Pennsylvania. 
Maybe. <laughs> anyway, that place is run by Angie Moyer. And she ended up working as the film set designer for the movie. And also due to what was already in the, the haunted attraction, they changed some things in the script to fit the scenery that was already there. They wrapped up some wrapped up filming in Pennsylvania. They they moved to New York City where most of the interviews were filmed. Then it went into post it went into post-production and it took an additional five months of editing. And the first rough cut of the movie was shown at Rose Studio in Lincoln Center for the Performing Arts. The first public, it was a private screening, obviously, but the first public screening was at the Tell You Ride Horror Show, which we have talked about this. Tell You Ride Colorado. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's Until You Ride Colorado. We've had, and, okay, here's the thing. We've talked about this in many horror movies, but we've also had a true crime Until You Ride. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. And that was October of 2015. That same week, it also had a showing at Fear Fet Film Festival, where it won Best Paranormal Film Award. Woo! Good job. Yes. Yeah, at least it won some awards. Yeah. I'm proud of them. Good job. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what we say at the end of this episode when we rate the movies. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, Terror Films acquired the distribution rights and had a North American release on November 1st of 2016. Woo! Is that when they like went on Shutter or something? Yeah. No. Because I don't think it, this was ever released in theaters, right? No. Terror Films also acquired the distribution rights of Terrifier 2. <laughs> cool. Anyway, ratings. <laughs> yes. On the ratings, do you um, want... What do you rate it, Haley? What do I rate it? Um, She's going to rate it like a three. No. It's definitely not that bad. But I also... I wouldn't consider my rating fair if I did rate it low because I didn't get a bit of fair shot. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. I still, if you go into it being a, a Haley type of watcher, which Haley's more of, as we've called her since episode one, she's a gore whore, like all of that kind of stuff. The big spooks are not very big. It's very subtle. So it may just not be her type of thing. Go ahead with your rating. It's okay if it's low. Okay, I was going to do like mid-range, like five, smack down in the middle. Okay. That's very reasonable. What do you rate it, Catherine? I'm so glad you asked. I thought you'd never ask. Okay, so. <laughs> Literally does it for every movie podcast episode. <laughs> okay, so. I, this is just like my, this is my era and my jam. That being said, I think that this movie was severely overhyped. TikTok ruined what could have been a good movie, I think. Because yes. I think that we went into it thinking there's going to be jump scare after jump scare. It's going to be so fucking scary, like all this stuff. And because of that, we went in and we were just like, oh, it's definitely not that movie. That being said, I had a good time watching it, but by no means is it the best found footage movie I've ever seen. 
So if I'm going to rate just the first one alone without having seen the sequels, I think you were right. I'd probably rate it about somewhere between a six and maybe a six and a half. Maybe a seven, but probably not. Now, had it been that TikTok had not overhyped it so much so that I didn't know what I was getting myself into, maybe it would have been a seven. But because it was overhyped and like my expectations were not met in that way, it's that's why I put it at a six. Ah, now I agree. I, and I just want to preface that is that if you have seen this all over TikTok and you want to watch it, Again, I implore you to watch it because it is a good time, but just know that TikTok has like insanely overhyped it. And that's another reason why a lot of the movies that I see on TikTok that are like so hyped up, I don't want to watch. Books that are on TikTok that are so hyped up, I don't want to read because they're just never going to measure up. So I would also like to give a rating for the overall trilogy of Hell House. The overall trilogy gets a four. (laughs) It's okay. So again, it's a good time. It's if you want to have the time to watch three found footage movies, each about an hour and a half, go for it. I just feel like they could have maybe added more time onto the the first movie and gave it more of an ambiguous ending instead, which would have been perfectly fine. Anyway, if you watch three, you'll understand what I'm saying. It's just not very good. The acting is the acting is so bad. Anyway, those are my ratings. I stand by it. Thank you for coming from my TED Talk. So, I will tell you the ratings. So, MDib gave it a 6.4. Okay. Oh, almost exactly what I gave it. Exactly. Shudder is a new one. It didn't have a it didn't have a Google users. It had Shudder. Okay. Uh, 4.1 out of 5. Okay, but I feel like Shudder is biased. Oh, yeah, because it's their movie. It's their original movie, yeah. And then Tomato Boys. Yeah? 75%. Good job, Tomato Boys. You're a better man than I. Oh, well, yeah, they rated that one pretty high. That's all I have on the movie. As Catherine has said multiple times, give it a little watch. Do you have anything to tell us before we go, Haley? Do you have any announcements? Oh, I was like, what? (laughs) All right, spooky babes. If you have been listening for a while or if you actually are interested in our personal lives, I am now an engaged spooky babe. Say congratulations, Haley, in the comments on our Instagram post. Yay. Yay. Congratulations, Haley. Thank you. Soon she'll be an old married maid. I know. I'm marrying a man. Oh. Haley, like, doesn't know how to talk to me about being engaged or, like, how to talk to me about her boyfriend because, like, I am team, like, no boys. But yet, she's straight. <laughs> I am unfortunately straight. Anyway, did you have anything to tell us before we let them go? We love you. Thanks for joining us today. And we will see y'all next week. And have a happy Halloween. Spooky babes. <laughs> I just... Remind you guys, this holiday weekend, please be safe mm-hmm. and please have a buddy when you go out. Don't leave your buddy. It's the spookiest thing to get on Halloween. An STD. Wrap it up, Catherine. Spooky gonorrhea. Spooky syphilis. Ooh, herpes. Anyway, just be safe. 
practice the safety team chant with your friends. And uh, we love you. We appreciate you. The world is a better place with you in it. And we will see you in your nightmares. Woo! Woo! Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween.